welcome to another episode of Ryan's Method Passive Income Podcast. Here's your host, Ryan Hogue. What up, guys? You're really going to enjoy this interview I did with a fellow YouTuber, Jesse. He's on a mission to make a million dollars a year. We talk about his success in his first year and how his second year is absolutely taking off. We talk about the mechanisms for him making that goal, that dream, more of a reality. And we also, at the end, realize that we've got a lot of like similar um, mindset things. things that we really connected on when it comes to making passive income, but also like we don't just focus on what it means to have money or make money. We talk about kind of like what's really important in life and how your mindset can really have a dramatic effect on how successful you ultimately end up being in your journey to make money or really to get anything, whatever it is in your life that's important to you. So I hope you enjoy this interview, guys. I really did. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for joining me for a new video. Today, I'm joined by a special guest, Jesse Eckel. What's up, Jesse? Not much. How you doing? Hey, man, I'm good. Thank you for being here. So real quick, guys, Jesse is similar to me in that he's on a quest to make passive income. Uh, I'm pretty sure you focus exclusively online to make your money, right? Um, well, no. Actually, when I started out my journey, I uh, I was doing all like kind of side hustle things and like business ideas. So um, nowadays it's all online and investing, but when I originally started, uh, it wasn't. Got you. Okay. And we're going to learn more about Jesse's quest to make not $10,000, not a hundred thousand. He wants to make a million dollars. And what's cool is he's been very transparent about it on his YouTube channel, which I of course will link to at the top of the description. If you want to learn more about his quest to make seven figures, but Jesse has already completed year one. And while he fell a little bit short, I'll let him tell you guys about that. Uh, he actually made right about at $150,000. So it's pretty impressive. And he's crushing it in year two. So Jesse, do you want to tell us about like year one and how that experience went? Yeah. So uh, b- basically what happened was I had a business that uh, where I went and I filmed weddings. And so uh, I-, I would go and I'd-, I'd film these weddings and I made over $100,000 a year doing this. But then when you know COVID happened, I ended up losing my business. Uh, I went from you know one week I had jobs lined up for the year where I was going to make a hundred thousand dollars to like a couple weeks later, you know, uh, I had zero income coming in because all these brides had either canceled or they'd moved their weddings out to like 2021 or 2022. And so I got like really depressed and just like, really, I didn't know what to do. I didn't have any other, uh, recourse or any other course of action. And so, um, I started reading a lot of books. I started, uh, just kind of working on myself and I ended up uh, reading a book called Crushing It by Gary Vee, where he was talking about social media and that social media is like the new way to network. It's the new uh, resume. So I was like, well, I mean, I don't know what to do, but I could like start posting videos on TikTok. So because he was all into TikTok in that book, he's like mm-hmm. saying it was the future. So I started posting these videos on TikTok, um, just kind of sharing what I was learning. And slowly, and I had no social following at this point, like nobody followed me. Like, I, I mean, like my mom and like my friends followed me, you know, Um and then slowly over time, uh, I, I started getting some traction on TikTok. And I was like, this is crazy. This is weird. Like there's people out there in the world that are following, you know, what I'm trying to do. But I was still doing nothing. Like I was still just failing at everything. Um, but I came up with this idea of like, I really need to motivate myself. My bank account's getting dangerously low. I have zero income coming in. I have five kids. I'm married. Like I need Congrats to on something five out. kids, man. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> 
Thanks. And so I came up with this idea of like, what if I tried to make a million dollars in a year? Because um, I'd also read a book by Grant Cardone called The 10X Rule. And, um, you know, he kind of opened my mind to like, you need to aim high and, uh, and just go for it. And so I was like, I'm gonna try and make a million dollars in a year. And I thought I'd make a good TikTok series too. So I launched it. I had no idea what I was gonna do. And I started out uh, like, you know, just doing whatever I could do. So like in the first, you know, month, I was like selling stuff out of my garage. I was, I sold my, my PlayStation. I was like calling up friends and I was, I was cold calling every single day uh, the Chamber of Commerce. I found a giant list and I was just cold calling people. And it was all about uh, non-passive income, right? It was just about earned income at that point. Mm. And, uh, you know, slowly but surely I started making progress. And uh, there came a point in my journey where I had started launching these business ideas where I like I'd approach a restaurant and I'd be like, hey, I'll, I'll build a website for you for free. And they're like, sweet. And so I ended up building the website and I was like, hey, I just want to learn more about your business in exchange. They'd tell me about their business. I'd find a problem with their business that I could help with. And then I'd create a service or a solution to fix that. And um, that was the first time that I got some passive income going was something like that where um, I see, even to this day, I still get paid around $500 from that business. And um, we have it all set up through Fiverr where uh, somebody goes and takes the photos. That's not through Fiverr. That's through someone local in that area. Mm -hmm. But then uh, those photos get uploaded and then we have somebody that manage their, manages their social media. And it's all just a, this passive process for us. Um, another thing I launched was something called Google Ads where um, I, I went to a business and I was like, hey, I'll set up Google Ads for you. You just gotta pay the ad spend, I'll do it for free. And so I did that and it, it took a couple tries, but I found a business that it worked with where they, you know, they were getting enough clients that it was not only paying for the Google Ads, but like beyond that, right? They're making a ton of money from it. So then I was like, hey, will you pay me to do this? Like now you're making money, like why stop making money? Why not start paying me? So they started paying me and I turned that into a passive income source where, um, I mean, it's not 100% passive, but it takes me like maybe an hour a month uh, to do mm -hmm. that. And so I kept adding these things um, and, and just working my way. And, you know, I was trying to make a million dollars. My first year I, I did, I only made it to 147,000, but that still felt awesome. Like I, I covered my bills, I covered my income and I made it, you know, I think a lot farther than a lot of people thought I could make it. Um, and so I don't know at what point in my journey, but at some point I had read the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, um, and Richest Man in Babylon. And those two convinced me that I had to be focusing on uh, non-earned income, on income that was generated through buying assets, right? Um, and so that's what I really started to focus on. And so year two, my plan was, hey, year one, I worked a lot. And, and, and a lot of people talk about passive income, right? And the reality is, is passive income is not easy. Um, you, you either have to put in a lot of time, you have to put in a lot of money or, or something to get passive income going, right? It just doesn't come out of nowhere. If it did, everyone would do it. And so year one, I did have to put in a lot of time and a lot of work. And I think a lot of people want to cut that, that kind of, you know, part out where they're just like, I just want to go straight to making $10,000 a month. And I think younger I, people like yeah. want to cut out the work. And I think like older people are like kind of in touch with reality that, yeah, there's going to be a little bit of a ramp up. <laughs> yeah, ex exactly. And even some of the stuff you talk about, you're talking to me about, about t-shirts and, and different things like that. Well, there's a reality that like, yeah, you could give that to somebody who has no experience, but if they don't even have the right mindset and they haven't built these certain habits, they're still going to fail because it takes, it still takes massive action getting started. It takes the ability to take risks. Um, it takes the ability to make the right choices when different, you know, conflicts and problems come up. 
anyway, so I, I shifted and I was like, I need to be doing passive income. I have all this cash now because um, I wasn't just like spending it on random stuff. Like I was definitely in like, I'll pay my bills. I'll do the bare minimum, but the rest is like, I'm saving that because I'm going to use it for something. And so I started doing investing. And so I was investing in crypto um, at that point. And so year two, that was my focus. And I, I, I had a couple different ideas. I was like real estate, crypto, you know, stocks, like whatever, what, whatever was going to make me the most money. And it mm -hmm. just ended up happening that like crypto was definitely where I felt like I could make the most money. I had a lot of uh, background in it. Um, and a lot of expertise in it in that my father-in-law has these, like, he paid a bunch of money for these newsletters way back in 2017. Uh, and he'd been sending them to me every single week. So like every single week I got to read these. And so I felt like I knew a lot more about crypto in the crypto sphere than most people did. I felt like that gave me a competitive advantage. And I felt like I was willing to work harder, research more, um, and, uh, go more in depth than the average person. And that would give me the ability to win more than the average person would. And so, yeah, year two, I, I went all in on crypto, um, but I didn't just focus on like, oh, I'm going to invest in crypto. I focused on passive income opportunities in the crypto space. Um, where could I earn, be earning interest on my crypto I'm in, in, investing in? Um, th there's different things where uh, you can do something called master noting, where you pay uh, this company, they rent virtual servers, and those virtual servers uh, are validator notes, Okay and they validate the blockchain on Ethereum, or they validate on you know whatever network. And uh, you can make like 7% a month when the crypto market's up doing something like that. So I was focusing on different opportunities like that. And so far, it's been three months since year two. And so far, I've been able to go from 147,000 to uh, 240,000. So I've almost made $100,000 in three months, up until like three days ago when the crypto market just tanked. And right. I added up at the beginning of each month. So we will, we'll see, we'll see what I'm at at that point. But regardless, you know, like say the crypto market tanked like permanently, like that isn't the point. The point isn't crypto or the point isn't real estate or whatever. Like there's always opportunities. There's always opportunities like everywhere, you know? Um, and so the opportunities I could have had yesterday don't matter because tomorrow there's going to be a brand new one. And so I'll just shift to whatever that is. And it might not be as lucrative as crypto is right now, or maybe it'll be more lucrative than crypto is. Like, who knows? Yep. So, yeah, that, that's, that's been my journey up to this point. Uh, and, you know, we'll, we'll see if I'm able to hit a million dollars a year too. Um, in my experience, it's a lot more complicated than just like, it, it, it gets pretty difficult along the way. And we'll see what happens. No, nah, man, I appreciate you sharing that. Um, <clears throat> there's so much to like kind of touch on, but I guess everybody that's watching thus far, just to mention, because uh, I don't talk too much crypto on this channel, but like when you hear crypto, hopefully you guys aren't turned off to the concept or the word or think it's a giant scam. Like it's uh, there's a lot going on in that space uh, and it's more than just a giant Ponzi scheme. So I would just recommend, like Jesse said, there's a lot of opportunity there and on his channel, that's actually how I found his channel. I didn't realize that like I could go back in time and find your like kind of older content where it was more the generating of the money before then you get into putting your money to work for you. Um, but yeah, man, I've been diving back into crypto myself and trying to do like what you said, man, just kind of like I spent the last year and a half really like just deep diving so much into learning about like macroeconomics, like the macro picture of finance crypto space uh in parallel with it because it's kind of trying to deviate away from what the status quo of like I, my understanding of our like finance 
um, has kind of been for at least like my entire lifetime. So it's exciting, the potential that's there. And uh, yeah, so check out Jesse's channel, guys, if you want more on that and what he's been up to, because you're very transparent about it, man. And I appreciate you sharing all that. Yeah, for sure. And you're, you're mentioning like some people as far as crypto, like don't understand it, or they'll be like, oh, like it's a scam because you can't make, you know, 30% annually or 100% annually or 1000% annually. And uh, a lot of times there is a lot of scams in the crypto space. There's a lot of like meme coins, but you're seeing that in the stock market now too, where there's meme stocks. Yeah. Um, there's a reality though that like, uh, it's just like the internet, right? A lot of people thought the internet was a scam when it first came out. Uh, and that had to do with the fact that they didn't fully understand it. And, and the reality is most people don't fully understand what crypto is right now. Um, uh, some people have a vision for it, but that has yet to be like what that's going to be. Um, but, but let's say, let's say here's a hypothetical situation, right? Uh, I, I don't get into things like Dogecoin and stuff like that, but should I have got into things like Dogecoin? Like if I would have known early on, I could have gotten into it. And if I would have known, Hey, this is going to blow up, but it's, a, it's obviously like just total garbage. Should I have done it? And like, I've kind of found myself questioning, like I, I should have, like, why, why would I miss that opportunity to make money if, if. I could have, you know what I mean? Um, and so that's where I think a lot of people excuse things too quickly. And I think it has to do with the fact that like they feel like they've missed out already. And so right. they kind of have to feel like, oh, you know, like, no, it's a scam. Like my friends made a bunch of money, but it's going to it's going to fall. Um, but they're missing out because they're focusing on past opportunities. And like I said, there's always another opportunity. Every time I miss out on something, which I've missed out on a lot of them, like, you know, I've missed out on a lot of like great projects that blew up. Of course, we all have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always a new one. Like at that moment, you're worrying about like, oh my gosh, I wish I would have got into this. At that moment, there's a brand new opportunity if you would just look around for it. You know what I mean? So don't focus on that. Look at the space with fresh eyes and say, hey, like, is there something here that could be an opportunity tomorrow? Um, and earlier, you had mentioned helium mining before we kind of started this stream. Um, and you asked me if I'd gotten into helium mining. Um, and it, for you guys who don't know, helium mining is... Uh, it's kind of like Bitcoin mining, um, where you have a piece of hardware that you have to actually buy, and then you set it up. But it's a little bit different because it's set up for uh, the Internet of Things. Um, and so like AR, you know, if uh, you just lost so many people, <laughs> the inter I guess the internet just keep it high level, like you buy the hardware, it generates income for you, you know? Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, it, you buy the hardware, and uh, you set it up, and it's going to generate passive income for you. Um, right now it's really hard to get, I actually, I ordered mine back in July and I ordered 11 of these miners. I still have not got them. That's how backordered they are right now. Um, because people like one miner right now is producing about a thousand dollars a month. And so if you imagine you're like, Oh, it costs 600 to buy this miner. One of them produces a thousand dollars a month. Currently, um, people are trying to buy as much as they can. Of course, of course. I just paid uh 1500 for mine, my first one. And I've got somebody who found me through my YouTube channel, like guiding me through like the optimal setup. So I got like the antenna and everything like that. And I've got a handyman coming to install it next week. So I'm excited, man. That's why I was asking you about it off camera. <laughs> yeah. And the reason I kind of mentioned the internet of things and spatial reality is just for those people who think it's a scam, what they're trying to build is kind of like this, they call it the people's network. And if you imagine like all the 5G cellular towers that Verizon owns, um, they're building something like that, but the first layer of it is for spatial reality, which is this kind of thing that a lot of these bigger companies are focusing on. And layer two that they just launched like four months ago is an entire 5G network nationwide 
that uh, is going to be owned by, you know, like crowdsourced. So it's pretty crazy. And uh, I think it definitely has some use cases in the future. Yeah, I mean, and I'm not like an expert on crypto. I feel like nobody can re really say they are except for like Satoshi Nakamoto maybe. But, uh, you know, it's like the more you the die the deeper you dive into it, you start to learn like how when you say the words you just said, it sounds like some far out fantasy dream that you hear in a movie. But like, and I guess this is where me, I was a web developer for eight years prior to like kind of passive income setting me free from the, the day job. Um, so I have like more of a technical understanding when I hear how these things actually work. And I'm like, yes, this does actually make sense. Like a decent, and it has to be decentralized. And most of it, like the whole concept of blockchain, like actually allows it to be. So you don't just get that like middleman tampering with it. Not to imply that all blockchains are resistant to tampering from a central source. I mean, obviously there's, um, there, you know, some, sometimes like Bitcoin isn't, I would say, but a lot of them for the most part are, but it just represents such an exciting opportunity to like, you know, with the helium miner, it's going to generate some helium tokens for me passively. Once it's set up, it just kind of like set and forget. And then those tokens, if you Google like helium crypto price, you can see that they kind of appreciate over time, generally speaking. And, um, one of my biggest things about like investing and putting money to work is, and I mean, I guess there's really two ways you can do it. Like with the helium miner, you bought something and you contribute to something real, or you could like buy stocks and participate in the asset inflation where the rich get richer. And, you know, I don't know, whatever. There's a lot of nuance to everything, but, um, wow. What was I going to say? Uh, damn, I, oh, I was going to say like a lot of these assets that go up in value, like they also, it's not just about necessarily the utility that they bring. A lot of it just kind of trades inversely to the debt market. Like we know that they're consistently devaluing the value of us dollars and really all uh fiat currencies around the world kind of over time through inflation lose value which is an inverse way of saying like assets gain value relative to the dollars that we value them in so it's like step one is you got to understand the game this is why i don't just study like one crypto i study like macro 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 yeah i don't have the answers picture. but i want to i want to hear like all the smartest people and i want to hear like what they think Yes. And I want to kind of like average it out, make up my own mind. And anybody that's still with us, like look back at the last 20 years and just pick an asset and look at the price 20 years ago. Look at the price 10 years ago. Look at the price five years ago and then one year ago and tell me what happened. The price went up. But does that mean price went up or does it mean dollar value went down? You know what I mean? It kind of is the same yeah. thing. It's just two sides of the same coin. 100%. And if you don't understand that, you're going to be losing money along the whole way. And you mentioned big picture, right? And uh, a lot of people, as far as like uh, the blockchain and cryptocurrency, the big picture that a lot of people are missing out on. You, you, and you also mentioned like it's all about knowing and seeing that picture if you want to win, right? Um, is that cryptocurrency or the blockchain is essentially about taking the power from the few and crowdsourcing it. It's kind of like Uber or Airbnb. You know what I mean? Like Uber took out the taxi industry, boom, by crowdsourcing it. Airbnb is, is trying to dominate the hotel industry by crowdsourcing it. And blockchain, because of the way that it's set up, it's this first the first time you can have this trustless ledger, is allowing a lot of these things to be crowdsourced and taken out of you know this tight control. And so you know, five uh, G internet it's not run by one company but by a nation. You know, it's this weird idea, but that's where it's unlocking all this potential. And so when you kind of get your head around that and you're like, okay, there is something power like a powerful mechanic behind all this that's when you start to notice all the opportunity. And so it's inspiring, yeah. man. I, I, I agree hundred percent. Like if you guys actually take time to like deep dive into a lot of these projects and a lot of them is, is like hot air. You know, if you look at like the Tons low market them. cap speculating, it's like it, it, a lot of it is 
a white paper about what they dream to achieve. And some yep. of it is like, truly, they just want your money. And then they're going to, you know, they're going to rug you. They're going to rug pull you because people are speculating on what the value is going to be in the future. And it, it's, there's nothing there, but most um, of it's looking good. I was gonna say most of it is speculation. M most of the crypto market speculation, most of the metaverse, when you hear about the metaverse, pure yeah. speculation. There's a lot of speculation out there. That doesn't mean you can't profit off of speculation. Like if you're, if you understand the game and you understand, Hey, you know, like here's where people are moving their, like, here's, here's how the trends are going. You could definitely play that game. Um, but it is good to know that like when you're looking at a long-term asset, you're looking for, Hey, where's this thing really going? But there's short, there might be short-term plays, uh, but the long-term plays are going to be those higher quality projects. So you, so you want to be focusing yeah. on, you know, uh, the non-speculative, you know, ones that have, you know, real potential. Yeah. And I mean, it's not exciting to, it's not as exciting to invest in a project. And this just could be the same for a stock, by the way. So let's just, so if it's like a, a crypto or a stock that's got like a $10 billion valuation, because how many multiples do they have left in them? If it yep. goes from 10 billion to 20 billion, you just doubled up. Congrats. But it's a lot less likely that that's going to happen than if you were to gamble on like a $50 million market cap, random stock or random. But those small cap ones, man, they're they're less liquid. They're volatile. So guys, like what Jesse was saying is like, if you don't want to lose money, even though crypto is volatile, stock market, by the way, if anybody's been watching lately, has been very volatile and shaking a lot of people out. Um, but like keep a good long-term perspective and then the, you know, higher the market cap, typically like the safer assets are not that they're safe, not, a, not, a, not financial advice either. Um, but you know, yeah, like just do some research. Uh, you can, and like check out channels like Jesse's too, where he gets more in depth into like his research, shares it with you and then shows you like actionable ways to follow what he's doing. If you're just looking for ways to get exposure and put your money to work for you. And then I guess I wanted to really ask you too, man, like you talked about, like earning uh earning crypto for the crypto you own like can you can you talk a little bit about that too that concept yeah so this has been like the major trend uh during this bull run has been like staking and earning interest on your crypto and there's a lot of weird ways that have come out to do this some of them are like grand experiments with like monetary policy that have yet to we'll see how they work out the DAOs. Um, the DAOs, the DAOs are wild. Uh, basically, you guys, there's some DAO projects out there that are promising, not promising, but like t they present themselves as like 7,000% annual interest, 100,000% annual interest. The like pretty crazy ones are like a million percent annual interest. And those are scams, like straight up. I'm t I'll say right now that those are scams. They're using that interest rate as a marketing ploy because people have become so desensitized to the high interest rates in crypto. But it's the same thing. You're going to have inflation, so it can't last long. You can make maybe a short-term amount of money, but long-term, that those projects will collapse. Um, but it's really interesting how the the eight thousand percent ones. You think the same thing, inflation. But it's really interesting how they function, and it's basically like because they're crowdsourcing monetary policy, right? The banks, the banks typically do monetary policy, right, with the U.S. dollar, and you have a few people coming up with these ideas. Right now, you're seeing crowdsourced ideas about how to do these things, and people are trying some wild things, and I, I don't know what will happen, but they're very interesting ideas, and they're currently a pretty awesome way to make some passive income is you're putting your money in here, and uh, there's more to it than you're just like, oh, high percentage rate, I'm throwing my money in there, mm -hmm. um, but things like Olympus Dow, if you guys want to check them out. Olympus Dow, you could put your money in there, and I've gotten a really good return where... You know, in a couple months, I was able to double my money. 
in that project. And I actually sold off, uh, I sold off half of that and uh, put it to use elsewhere. So if you're smart with these things and you're like, okay, I double my money, I'm gonna take my principal off the table, reinvest it elsewhere, you could dominate the game because nobody is doing that. Nobody, nobody is like making these smart choices. They double their money and they're like, great, I'm gonna become a millionaire. I'm just leaving it all in for the next six months, you know? But you gotta make these smart moves if you wanna win this game. Um, and so there's that, and then there's, I talked about master noting. That's a great one. Uh, I put, if you put in $5,000 on these notes, right? Um, because so few people are doing it, there's, there's less demand for it, right? That you get paid more. And so you're putting $5,000 on these master notes, you're uh, making almost as much as you'd get from a rental without all of that, you know, having to deal with the tenant, without having to deal with all the maintenance and all that, and uh, with just $5,000. That's crazy to me, uh, you know, and who knows what will happen when the market has a downturn? Will that be as profitable? I don't know. But that's one where it's like you're not even investing in a cryptocurrency. Like you're just investing on this platform and you can get your money back. You're not, you're not worried about losing that token going up in value because it's not a token. So there's other opportunities out there. Um, some people are mining for gold. Some people are selling shovels, right? And so there's, there's the shovel opportunities too where you, know, you can also make passive income. It's a really yeah. interesting space. Did it, it, we could talk about it for so long, man, but that's what I really love about like your YouTube channel. I was deep diving, going through your videos and like the best part about your channel guys and anybody that's still with us. Like if you subscribe to my channel, because I try to give you like the actionable content, I don't just talk like high level theory or flash my profit numbers. Like I try to give you something you can act on to implement. If you like what you see in your own business. And Jesse does the same thing. A lot of his videos are structured where it's like, he shows you kind of like, Hey, this is why it's relevant. And then towards the end, he says, Hey, follow me. I'm going to show you how to do it. So man, I really appreciate that you kind of structure your videos that way. And I definitely intend on, uh, well, I haven't like really, I'm so, I'm so busy. I almost cursed. Uh, but <laughs> like, I definitely intend, like I'll have my TV up here and I like pause your videos at the part where it's like, follow me. And then I'm like, Oh crap. Like I'm going to bed at night. And I'm like, I didn't actually like follow, but, um, I I'm really excited, man, to like follow some of the stuff you've been doing. I just got back into crypto. I took advantage of some of the recent dips. Like I was a big on Bitcoin over the run up and then I kind of sold it because I got scared. We talked about it uh, and then I'm, I'm back in now. I'm a believer again. So I'm going to be like putting my crypto, like staking it, putting it to work, participating in some of these experiments with like the DAOs and the high interest. And uh, I plan on kind of doing like a smaller versions of what you talk about in your channel on my second channel. I don't have a lot of time to dedicate to that one, but I just want to kind of be like, hey, guys, like update helium miner. It made me this much last month. And then, oh, I did a Olympus it. DAO. It made this much. Stuff like that. I love it. And uh, you, you mentioned Bitcoin. Uh, one thing a lot of people aren't paying attention to right now. What, what I hear from everyone, okay? Everyone that was in 2017, they're all expecting a crash about the end of December, okay? And the reason they're thinking that is because that's exactly what happened in 2017. But one thing that nobody's talking about or nobody's thinking about, well, for one, if everyone's saying something's going to happen, it usually doesn't. The right? opposite happens. <laughs> yeah. The mar markets usually crawl up a wall of worry. So what you would be afraid of is if everyone's saying, hey, Bitcoin's about to go to a million dollars, that's what everyone's, the narrative everyone's following, that's what would make me nervous. But um, one thing people aren't paying attention to is, you know what a halving is? Have you heard of halving? Yep, yep. Okay. And for every, anyone that doesn't know, a halving is basically Bitcoin miners produce a certain amount of Bitcoin when they mine. Every four years, that amount gets cut in half. So you have a supply shock, right? Uh, where the amount going on in the market being sold is reduced by half, and this causes the price to go up, 
It happened with helium. They had a halving. Same thing. They doubled in price. This happens every four years. And consistently, every four years, the price of Bitcoin skyrockets after this halving. Well, what no one's talking about right now, except for a few like really high up people in this crypto space, and I learned this from one of my father-in-law's newsletters, um, is that these miners historically have never had access to capital. Like they could never get a loan because everyone's like, it's a scam. It's, it's for criminals, mm. right? But now Wall Street's all in on Bitcoin, right? right? And so you have all these investment funds that are funding these miners. And now these miners don't have to sell their Bitcoin. And I did an interview on my channel a long time ago with a miner where, I mean, I can, I can vouch that like they hate selling Bitcoin. Because in their minds, they're giving away money because they, they get know, it, yeah. yeah, they know it's going to double. They get it. And yeah. so now they don't have to. It's kind of like uh, Elon Musk. He doesn't sell his stocks. He takes out loans against his shares and he lives off that. Well, that's he what didn't he sell did. his Bitcoin either. He sold a very little bit, but they're still sitting on a mountain of it. Yeah. Well, now these miners aren't having to sell their Bitcoin. So now you're seeing uh, they've reduced the amount that's coming onto the market by over 70% up at this point. And so you're having this like crazy event that nobody's paying attention to where like the amount of Bitcoin coming in the market has been reduced by 70% and the demand has skyrocketed. And I mean, a lot of people are saying in these higher up circles, like the lower, the lower circles, nobody's talking about this, that there's going to be a supply shock and just like lumber, that's going to drive yeah. the price even higher. So it, it could get really crazy in the crypto market from here. Guys, I did a, I did it literally like about a year ago. I did a video talking about why I was excited about Bitcoin in like November ahead of the run up. And I bought a bunch and like, man, on top of everything I said back then still being true, like it's a great uh, deflationary asset because there will never be more than the fixed amount that there is. But uh, like the innovation that goes on on the layer two solutions like the Lightning Network and then the Equid uh, El Salvador like volcano bond. That's coming out in the first quarter of next year. Like there's some crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. And people that look at the price to say, oh, 50,000. Like I, I can't buy one Bitcoin guys. Like it goes eight decimal points to the right of that. And it's like, if you just don't act now or act soon, you're going to be dealing in the future in Satoshis, which are the smallest unit of a Bitcoin, eight decimal points to the right. And we'll be transacting in Satoshis. But if you act now, you can actually have like real bitcoin you know what i mean but it's only going to get further and further out of reach if you don't see what's going on with the existing monetary systems around the world that are headed for collapse by the way like these fiat currency systems only last about 100 years and they're they're overdue for a reset and i don't know if anybody's been paying attention but like it's trending that way um yeah yeah, yeah that's true huh uh they just they just came out and uh they're having to taper back on you know inflation right now but they're not going to be able to do it because well, it's going to they're talking about it, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They're they're, they're they're scaling. It's like it's one of these things where like they, they I don't know. We don't shouldn't talk too much, but it's yeah, like yeah, it's like right. relative, <laughs> right? They're like we're we're pulling it back, but they're pulling it back from like record record highs of like per, like monthly uh, asset purchases by the Fed, and it's like so you're pulling it back from record record highs, but it's still incredibly high. But everybody's like, oh my god, they're pulling it back. It's like if you don't look into beyond the headline that you see on CNBC, I just if you just turn off mainstream news, your life will be so much better, honestly, in every yeah. regard. So oh yeah, big time. I 100% agree, 100%. <laughs> like what, if they say sell, buy. If they say buy, sell. Do the opposite every time, you'll be good. Yeah, yeah, because if you, in anything, are following the masses, well, okay, pass, we'll get back to passive income, right? The masses aren't looking at passive income. They're, they're working, they're earning money, and then they're spending that money. It's the few that are working, earning money, putting that money into assets, 
and then spending the money the assets generate, right? So you, you never want to follow what everyone else is doing. You, you don't even want to pay attention to it. Nobody knows what's going to happen with crypto. That's one thing I, I always remind myself is like one person's yelling, you got to buy. It's, it's a great opportunity. The other person's yelling, you got to sell. It's going to zero. Like I know I'm an economics professor. I'm this. Nobody knows. Like yeah. nobody, even the, the top people in uh, you know crypto, they have no idea what's going to happen next. Uh, and so it's kind of nice just knowing that like, hey, you can do research. You can kind of make your best guess and just go with it because you don't know what's going to happen next. And, uh, you know, maybe they're right, maybe they're wrong. I agree, man. And uh, I guess while we wrap up, man, before we leave, can you just touch again for everybody that's still with us? Thank you. By the way, hit a, drop a like on the video if you're still with us, if you've been enjoying this. And check out Jesse's channel again. By the way, he has more subscribers than me, so it's not like he needs the subscribers. But show him some love if you want to hear more about, like, this stuff. Um, Jesse, can you talk really quickly before we leave about – mindset about how you know the realization that sets in for everybody watching at some point in your life that if you take a job for a hundred thousand dollars a year it's awesome if you think that's a lot of money but you're also saying my time will not be worth more than this fixed amount because i've agreed to trade it for that much money as opposed to shooting for the stars Falling, you know, I'm going to make 10 million a year. Oh, I only made a million a year. Well, hey, you just made 10 times more than 100K. You know what I mean? Can you talk more about like your mindset? Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, some people don't like Grant Cardone. I think he's a genius. I get sometimes he's a little bit of a, an a-hole sometimes. But, dude, he's a genius at what he does best. In the book, The 10X Rule by Grant Cardone, I listen to the audio book because he, he reads the whole thing. He kind of goes off script too. That book changed my life because he opened my eyes up to the reality that like most people aim low because that's like the realistic thing. You like you want to aim for realistic you know goals. Don't oh, and be we're disappointed. in it together. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like like you just like I just wish I had like five best friends who were like no no aim higher because my life would be so different. Like I kind of like picked myself out of the everybody else mindset of like get a job, do this, do that. It's like wait I want more. You know? Yeah. Here's the reality to everyone listening. You're probably exactly where you aimed. You are probably exactly what in the situation you thought you were capable of. Like if you really check yourself and what you believe and what your actions say you believe, that's exactly where you probably were. And that's where I was my whole life. I aimed high. What I thought was high was $40,000 a year. I got there. I realized it wasn't high. So I aimed for $100,000 a year. I got there. I realized it wasn't high. So now I'm aiming for a million dollars in a year. But my long-term goal is to have 50 million by, I'm 30, by the time I'm 35. And uh, when I first told people that, I had no following on YouTube. I had no idea how I was going to get there, and I had nothing. And everyone, like people would roll their eyes at me because they thought that was so preposterous. And now people don't think it's so preposterous. Now people see what I'm doing, and they're like, dude, he might, he might get close, or he might make it. Because the reality is, um, you know, it, it doesn't take that much more work to make $50 million as it does to build a business that generates $60 million or sorry, $60,000 a year. You would think it would, you would think it's way more difficult. Um, but it really isn't. It's just a different kind of work. Um, but you know, look at those people that are working, they working really hard at a restaurant, building out the restaurant. They, they spent their life doing that. They poured so much effort into it to make $60,000 a year. If they had poured that same amount of effort into something else, where could they have been? If they had believed they were capable of it, where, they, where could they have been? There is a reality that if you aim high, it eliminates 99% of opportunities out there. 
You can't go work as an, uh, you know, at a gas station. You can't go work as a cashier because you're aiming high. Those things won't get you to your goal. What's going to get you to your goal? Only like the, this subset of things. Okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try one of those things. Boom, you fail. Try another one. Boom, you fail. Try another one. Boom, you made it farther than anyone else because you were aiming high in the first place. And, th- and that's how it works. Um, my only fear is that I'm not aiming high enough. When I hit $50 million, am I going to think, man, why, why didn't I aim for a billion? Like, this is easy. Like, that's my only fear because I, I just realized, like, you're going to end up where you aim, where you actually believe you're going to make it. Uh, and if you guys want motivation to be like, I, I really can do this, go listen to 10X Rule by Grant Cardone. Uh, that is, that is a, a phenomenal book. And he knows what he's talking about. If you've seen Undercover Billionaire Season 2, he puts his money where his mouth is and... and uh, like he is the real deal. He might be an a-hole sometimes. He might be kind of a rough person around the edges, but he he's uh, he's smart when it comes to that. Dude, my mom watches that show, but yeah, great advice. Also, <laughs> we love the restaurant workers out there and you can still become a billionaire restaurateur. Gordon Ramsay's worth a billion dollars and he, but it's just, you know, what Jesse's really saying there is like, if, if you go from like a restaurant employee for a, a hourly wage to a restaurant owner making what the restaurant allows you to make and you stop there you're not going to be a billionaire but if you say okay cool time to franchise this out and be aggressive and expand and hire then you have a chance right so i mean i know you guys already caught what we were saying but i just wanted to you know elaborate there so exactly exactly it's not it's not owning a restaurant i i know people that own restaurants and they they make a lot of money there's a lot of money in the restaurant business my point was i also know people that their, their idea was I want to make $60,000 a year working for myself. I'm going to start a hole-in-the-wall restaurant. They're sleeping in the restaurant. You know, it's like they're, that consumes their life. Yeah. And, and the only thing that limited them to that was their vision. And so, um, and you know, success isn't just making a lot of money either. It, it's all about your vision. That's the point. I don't want to make a lot of money so that I can, you know, have a lot of money in my bank account or so I could drive a Ferrari or have a big house or something like that. I just want to spend more time with my family. That is success to me. Like the more time I can have where I'm not having to work, where I'm able to spend that with my family is successful to me. And so the point is don't limit yourself uh, to these like belief systems that you've been taught as a kid because they're just not true. It's yeah. not, you know, it's it's really not that much harder to make a crazy amount of money. It just takes you being that weird person in the room that believes you can do it. And uh, I bet you guys have some weird friends who believed they could make a lot of money and genuinely never stopped trying. And you know what? I bet they got pretty dang far. And I bet you're like, wow, they actually achieved something. This is crazy. Uh, and that's because they aimed high, you know? Yep. Guys, life starts outside your comfort zone. You know what I mean? So aim high, go for it, uh, plant seeds, double down on what works. All those things, they sound like, you know, like we're just saying flowery words, but man, that's how you get there. So, and I mean, Hey man, I'm excited to watch your journey. I'm right there with you, like aiming high, enjoying this every step of the way. I don't judge success by the number in my bank account of fake fiat us dollars. Like I'm like you, man, like I'm trying to make money for my future unborn kids. I don't have any kids yet. And, um, you know, I'm just, like I said, enjoying it along the way, man. I'm not sacrificing my mental or physical health for money. You know what I mean? I still see friends, family. I'm enjoying it, man. So that's what life's all about, man. But thank you for being here. Anything else you want to leave us with before we uh, before we head out? I, you know, 
No, no. I mean, I feel I feel like we hit it all. It's just uh, the big thing is to end on that, that success isn't money because I know a lot of people that have made a lot of money that aren't successful. They're, you know, they, they ended up losing their family along the way, right? Um, that's not success. They have no friends. That's not success. Success is uh, really striving to, to be top, top, uh, top of your game in every area of your life. And, uh, you know, when, for me, it's like, I want to be an amazing dad. I want my kids to look back and be like, my dad was there. He was amazing. He's the best dad ever. I want to be an amazing husband. I want to be an amazing friend. Right. Um, and I want to kind of get back to like, man, high school in high school, life was an adventure. Everything was fun. I was like, we were always having fun. We were always spending time in community. We were always just like, having a blast and I want to get back to that. I believe that's how life's supposed to be. Not this where we're all secluded. We're all in debt. We're all miserable. We're all slaves to our jobs. That is not life. And, uh, that's what passive income is all about. That's what Ryan's channel is all about. And that's what my entire journey is about is getting back to that. And so, um, that's what I define success as. So if you're making $50,000 a year and you're living that, then you are insanely successful. Um, it's just all about, living life to your fullest potential did we operate on the same wavelength man so i couldn't <laughs> agree more and uh, thank you for being here guys check out jesse's channel and drop a thumbs up drop a comment if you guys enjoyed this along the way and uh, jesse thanks man mm -hmm.